Alright folks, this is Jack Newtown here. Hope y'all can sound, hear me a little bit better. Uh, I started a new channel. Well, it's a new channel under the Jack Newtown channel, of course. Jack Newtown show. I will soon also be, you'll be able to hear me on Anchor.fm. Now, Anchor.fm is a podcast of course, it works just like other podcasts, but speaker, I will. this will be the main platform because it's live and people can hear me live on the speaker broadcast. Um, also, you can also do interviews as well live on the speaker broadcast. I'm not going to say what I'm going to plan to do, but in the future, I see some issues with the live broadcasting uh, as well as the companies that are putting hefty prices on people that want to bring people together and interact. So um not going to have it say any, make any sense yet, but we will get there. Now, this particular broadcast channel, I still have it explicit because sometimes I'll slip up a language. I might say the F word. I might say the blank word, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sorry if I had a time because uh, I think in a few hours I got a uh, conference call channel. We do that. We base things on the crypto markets as well as other businesses, uh, business opportunities uh, actual business opportunities, not just ideals, but actual things that are being done. Like we have a riot share program called Vibe. We have a, a riding program to where you drive around and you earn money by not talking and texting. Uh, texting on the phone. Yes, you earn money by driving without getting on your phone. This kind of is a way to have the youth um, make some shekels uh, for driving and you can make a little cash at the same time while driving without texting. Um, and of course, it, you have to not text. Um, it is an app. Oh, let me look it up here. Let me pull up this app. It's not working on mine because I, I had to update the thing. It's called On My Way app you can use uh to drive around i mean some of you who like a uh, truck drivers actually actually truck drivers can benefit the most from this you as a truck driver can drive around the world and get paid get paid money doing it now of course it's not a lot of money but if you add it up let's say you drive around enough to earn two dollars a day that adds up eventually so then that will be $60 a month, which means you'll be able to, to put gas in your vehicle. You can take that half and stack up the other $30 and you keep it moving. Um, and that's an opportunity there that hopefully I get on my phone. I've also decided to get a, because I know y'all, I tell y'all that I do this uh, broadcasting on my, on a mobile phone. Because my computer is not powerful enough to pull enough uh, 
uh, enough energy in order to do the live broadcast on the big microphone. So I have to go through this magic because it's, it's simpler, it's easier to set up. Um, plus, it, the software nowadays, you can make adjustments to the software. You can make it to where it sound, has better clarity uh, of this sort. Of course, you can hear me better this way. Uh, you can hear me pretty clear, actually, believe it or not. You can hear me pretty clear as often. But I decided to get one of these phones, you know, like uh, I wouldn't say burner phone, but a phone that has... Uh, better quality because the phone that I was using software has down the software doesn't upgrade anymore uh, it's beyond this time it's like an old 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 it's like a much older phone that I was using and it wasn't catching up it was slowing down it was dragging uh, it was not able to allow me to add more apps to it in order to f properly function it was slow so I end up getting another one I only pay what sixty bucks for the phone. Uh, it's one of those prepaid phones, but I, I decided to choose one better of better quality, um, so I can do all the uh, podcasting as well as the uploading, uploading the podcast and that sort. So after this, I'm gonna go ahead and upload this onto the uh, Anchor podcast. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm upload this to the Anchor podcast and y'all be able to uh, hear from there. So um, I'm going to expand this a little bit. And sometimes I may jump on the Anchor podcast and do some do some podcasts in there. But mainly it's going to be on the speaker broadcast um, because Anchor does not have a live broadcasting like speaker. Speaker has a live broadcasting. I know Block Talk Radio has you can call in. I mean, I know there's a way around it with the, um, the the Skype, but that's slow to begin to fade out too. Uh, but there is other ways. Uh, you just gonna have to get another phone and add some software, add a little service to it, and then just have people calling from that number. Uh, but of course, you cannot take on multiple calls like you have like on the uh, blog talk radio, but which is nice, but it's actually expensive. It's a little bit too expensive for a number of people. It's what that's why some people get shut out for that because of the the cost. I mean, it's, it's it's very costly to be on blog talk radio. Trust me, I was on blog talk radio when two thousand two, two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen. It cost me an arm and a leg uh, to get on there. I know the cheapest one is like forty bucks, and but then the um, I got on the mid one was like ninety nine dollars a month, which was expensive. Which it got more audience, but it was more expensive. And now they even, from what I was told, they even cheapened the broadcast to where um, that. The price is $40, but you only get one hour instead of the two hours. You used to get two hours and then an extra 45 minutes. Now it's like you get one hour and you may get 10, 15 minutes extra overtime. But I think there's other companies that so far has not kind of got to the level of block talk radio. But uh, we're going to find out very, very soon. Now, all of a sudden, everybody want to do podcasting. 
Jack New Town has been doing this since 2007. I had a little bit of success and I kind of ticked off the wrong person who's now deceased, who was a powerful figure in the civil rights movement. And <clears throat> I personally believe that that particular person has delayed my gratification for years, ever since he was alive, because I asked him some questions as a reporter, but it is what it is. You know, I still love him. But I want to talk about the Black Experience Japan channel, the BEJ channel. Uh, it's called the Black Experience Channel. And it is run, I guess, run by a two people. One name is Ronzo, and another one is Janique. Jan Janique. And they're both, you know, black brother. You know, I, I guess I don't know if they're husband and wife. Uh, they, I think they are. I think they are husband and wife. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, they really haven't stated it. I haven't seen enough of it um, to where their husband and wife. Uh, excuse me. And they have a podcast called The Melanated Files, The Melanated Files Podcast. And it is a growing channel, The Melanated Files. And I really like I really like the channel. I really, really love the channel. Uh, oh, update time zones. No, later. And I really, really love the Black Spirit Japan because they interview various people who are from different parts of the world, black people particularly. You got some number that from the United States, you got some from the United Kingdom, some from Jamaica, some from the Congos, uh, some from uh, Senegal, Nigeria, uh, Zambia. I mean, just various blacks they interview, probably maybe around each week or so, or every two weeks or however. And... They interviewed them on their experiences in Japan. Now, I think I did another podcast, another show on this before. But they interviewed their experiences in Japan of what they feel, uh, what's the difference between their origin of country and the country they're in. It ain't just in Japan, because at first it started in Japan. But they started in 2017, uh, the Black Spirit of Japan channel on YouTube and they expanded to Korea, uh, to China, to Singapore, to Shanghai, basically various Asian, both North and South Asian countries. They have extended their widespread as far as interviewing people of their experience in these various countries in the Asian Pacific Asian region. And I believe they deserve a lot of notoriety, a lot of credit for what they're doing because it opens up another window for people of color who may have think about maybe moving to another country. Maybe they feel like the United States is not respected them as an, uh, a citizen or they feel they, they may not have uh, 
they're just due or they feel like they don't believe that this country uh, respects their rights. Because you got some people like that. I mean, you got some women, you know, like sisters out there who moved to Costa Rica and they're and they're doing wonderful. You got some that moved to Colombia, some that moved to uh, certain parts of Mexico and have a uh, some moved to Ghana. And they have done well for themselves. And they have made themselves a, a success story uh, because we are under this uh, guise. We are under this um, cloud in this country to believe only in America you can be rich. Only in America you can be successful. Only in America you can be happy. Only in America you can be safe. But that's not always true because if that was the case, then why do we have consistent number of homeless veterans Homeless people, particularly of color, um, lang languishing in the streets, languishing Skid Row, languishing New York, languishing Houston, languishing Florida, languishing Texas, all over the nation. But we're the richest country on the planet, but it seems like we have the, about the uh, highest number of homelessness out of most all the other countries. We have a lot of homelessness in our countries, a lot. Not a little bit, not some, but a lot of homelessness in our country. The United, the great United States of America, America, as they say. We have a lot of homelessness in this country. We have a lot of poverty in this country. And particularly in the states, the, the Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, Tennessee, that area. And a little bit of Missouri is where a lot of the poverty is from, even though we got some of the fattest people over there, but we got the most impoverished ones because they're not eating healthy foods. They're eating crap. They're not eating healthy foods. And the black experience Japan brings a perspective to where people, if they feel like their country may not be doing them right. And it can be just not only just the United States, it can be United Kingdom, Jamaica, etc., blah, blah, blah. And I watched the videos of several people who, you know, usually they start as, as a teacher because, you know, that's where that's the gateway. Start as a teacher. You teach English to the youth and the adults because a number of people in the Asian countries want to learn the English language because that's where the business gets the business gets done. So they want to learn the language and they start from there and then they build on that. They build on and say, well, let me expand. Let me become a business owner. Let me become this. Let me become that. Let me become an artist. Uh, this like this brother who has a he's part of the owner of an animation studio called DR. S.H.T. Joe. And it's a brother. And they do actually do a lot of animation for the Shokin Jump. You know, the Shokin Jump for those anime people out there. You know, those Shokin Jump animation cartoons. D.R.S.H. S.H. Taijo does quite a bit of those artworks. Yeah. 
because um, people are thinking a lot of it is in house. That's not always true. Actually, these big animation manga corporations, they would outsource their uh, work to art industries. They would outsource it. They would outsource their outsource the and sometimes if you don't have a concept, they will create a concept for you. So it's an animation studio. And they have various um, animation shows they have done, uh, commercials they have done in form of animation. They have also worked on um, various, uh, what, what the hell is, hold on, I'm sorry. I don't know how the hell I got, oh God, come on now. How did I get water on this? Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know how, I guess my fingertips or so got water. Okay, we got it. Okay, we're, we're back. And they have done various projects, various sequences. They did like 7,890 animation sequences drawn. 832 backgrounds painted, 1,509 composites rendered, um, and the people seem to be happy with their project. So basically, you know, if they have an animation show and they have like certain sequences, like a fighting sequence or a certain unique sequence that's going to require a little bit more professional work, they're, they're the ones that do that. They are the ones that do that. They are the ones that provide that. They provide that work. If it's like action related, because, you know, you like uh, got Naruto, you have Dragon Ball Z. They will recruit certain artists, certain studios and artists to do that work. Because, you know, you got those in that studio that does some of the, some of the other work, you know, like the storyline, etc., that's why you can tell that some of the artwork is different. The animation uh, cartoon spite scenes is different because they're using another artist. They're using another company to fill that in. Now, on the other stuff, the Shokin Jump will probably use their own on the main, on, you know, like on the story, commentary, etc. But when it comes to the fighting scenes, that's when they'll hire people like D-Art Shitejo. Uh, Chitajo, Chitajo, DR Chitajo. Um, and so you got an example of that. Then you got this lady who is, I think it's honey, something honey, something honey. It's Jessica Fry. That's her name. She has three businesses in South Korea. She has a restaurant. She has a uh, clothing store and she has an hair accessory store. Pretty much around the same corners. So she's controlling that market area there. Uh, and she started as is a teaching job. And then she moved up from there. Uh, various people. Some became career teachers. 
Um, and then you have some who created an art studio. I think one brother created an art studio in Shanghai. He created an art studio. Um, and so he is succeeding there in his artwork. So it seems that when blacks in particular are moving to another country, it seems, and from what I noticed, okay, from what I noticed, from what I noticed, oh no, there's something clicking on here. Uh, okay. But from what I noticed, is the support. It, it seems that if you have a goal and you have a ideal to be self-sufficient, to be entrepreneurial, that that community, even though you're black, that community is willing to help realize your entrepreneurial purpose. I've noticed that. I've noticed that compared to here in America or United Kingdom, you on your own because it's like every nigga for himself. I'm just saying, I'm just going to keep it real. Every nigga for himself. And that's what it's like in America is every nigga for himself. But when moving to another country, like maybe parts of Africa, so because there's no welfare programs there, there's no government benefits there. There's no welfare programs up in these countries, particularly if you're if you're a, a non naturalized citizen, you're not going to get any benefits over there. Hell, some countries they got to see your income, they got to see how much money you make a year before you even before they even give you grant you citizenship. Some will charge up to fifty thousand dollars to get citizenship in that country. Because they want to check you out. But it, it, it's I noticed that if people who are black that go to Japan uh, or those uh, or Asian countries over there, they seem to do a little bit better if they have a goal, like if they have an entrepreneur goal, if they have like a idea like I'm going to do anime and art and, you know, start my own thing or I'm going to do a clothing shop and start my own thing or I'm going to create a IT business and start from there or teaching business to start from there. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because they th those people over there like to see blacks actually succeed as far as being self-sufficient and not rely on the government because they look at it this way it's better for them to help you get the tools you need to to succeed versus relying depending on the federal government for you know benefits money etc i don't know i mean that might be the case i mean that may be the case uh, when it comes to it, but I have to point that out about the black experience Japan. They're doing a great job. Ronzo, Janique, Janique, Ronzo, uh, y'all doing an excellent job. I encourage people, everybody, 
to go on to the Black Experience Japan channel and subscribe. Because again, they are putting a lot of great content. They're interviewing various people with their experience in Japan. Some people say it wasn't good. Others was like, it's great. I'll never leave. I'm going to remain here. I'm going to make this my homeland, etc. And the thing is, you know what? It's maybe us black people, some of us might want to consider moving to another country, um, finding a, a, a new life, a new opportunity. You know, if it because in America, it seems like if you have intelligence, if you have integrity that that's looked down upon, you pretty much just 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 garbage. But if you're a degenerate like Takashi six nine or like any of these other rats out there or Cardi B or whatever, you just a fool, which I'm not knocking their hustle. I mean, it is what it is. That's how society works. Unless you know how to run a touchdown or hit a home run. I mean, yeah, you 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 you're famous and well known, but I it seems that people who have brain power more than muscle power seem to do well in other countries than the United States of America, and th and there's not a lot of people visibility. That's what it is, but in these countries you get more visibility because you're black. There aren't too many of them out there. So, yeah, everybody's going to know what you're about. And if they see that you got a goal, that you want to be self-sufficient, they're going to help you. They're going to help you. But see, in America, if you got to go, you want to be self-sufficient, you got to go through all the damn red tape. You got to go through this. You got to go through the bureaucrats, the welfare, uh, blase, blase. Uh, the, the, the running around, white supremacy, all this and that. You got to go through all the whole garrisons of this garbage just to get something done. But I noticed that when people leave to other countries, uh, I think this lady girl was like 16, 17. She, I guess she left to Columbia. Hell, she got a job there and, and, and working, etc., when in America, they'll spit on her. And this is a black girl. I mean, it's, I don't know. Maybe I might have to move to one of these countries so I can succeed. Because, you know, again, I've been doing this podcast. I've been doing the talk reel for years. And there are some out there who came along and succeeded. And that's great. And I, I respect them. I love them. Etc. Because they have the visibility, they have people around them. They live in a bigger city, which I probably end up having to move because I'm to get more visibility. They live in a bigger city. They have more people of the like minds, and you know, of course, I had numerous setbacks. But look, I'm not blaming that on anybody else. I blame myself on those setbacks. That's that's my fault. That's on me. I just got to fix those things. But it's just not enough faith into people. Um, there's people who are talented. There's people who are gifted. And there's people who, well, not so much. You know, you got people that have to rehearse, 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 rehearse and what they want to say about the podcast. And there's few people, and I'm going to include him, Tommy Sotomayor and myself, we don't have to rehearse anything. Because 
we already know, well, I wouldn't say we re already know what we want to say, but it just comes to us. I don't read from a script. I don't do any scripting. No one's not holding any cue cards, what I need to say. I'm not making, I can make a speech off the dime, off the dome, off the dime. I can make a speech off the dime. And you hear me do it all the time. I don't need cue cards. I don't need, oh, what I'm going to say, uh, uh, four hour this, four hour that. Uh, this is what we're going to do. Look, if I'm getting an interview, you're going to say, hey, say what you, whatever you need to say. We're not going to get prepped. I'm not going to prep because if I need prepping, then I need an attorney. If I got to get prepped, guess what? I'm going to have an attorney sit right there next to me. So when you ask some suspect questions, my attorney says, Mr. Jack Newtown is not going to speak on that at this time. You're going to refer to me and our law offices from there on now. Thank you. Now, if I did some suspect, I'm going to have my attorney right there, sit right there next to me. So when you say something slick, he's going to answer it or she's going to answer it. One or the other. He, she, whoever. Hell, it be a transgender attorney. I don't care. If you're good, you're good. And I respect the uh, Black Experience Japan. I believe they need uh, great visibility. I think more people need to support it. I think more celebrities need to support the Black Experience Japan, because what they're doing is they're opening another door for people of color who feel disenfranchised in the United States of America, in the United Kingdom, in Jamaica, and in other various countries. They feel like they're being systematically oppressed, an opportunity for a way to realize their goals, their process. They say, people say journey. No, life is a process. It's not a journey. It's a process. Now, it could be a journey to you, but it's a process. A process means you want to get to the end goal, the end game. A journey is like, I want to live my best life. I live life through a process because the end goal may be bad. The end goal may be good. It, will, it may not be a happy ending. It may be a happy ending. But at least in a process, I'll prepare myself just in case Shit pops off. Excuse my language, but um, I'm going to slip it here a little bit here and there. And I admire what the Black in Japan experience is doing. Uh, Janique and Ronzo, what they're doing is a great job. They're doing, they, they, and they don't, they probably don't even know that they're, they're transcending, that they're generational transcending information to the younger people to say that because the mainstream news media does not want to show you that other countries are just as stable or more stable than the United States of America and that black people can live in, in those countries freely, can live in those countries and prosper. See, the mainstream news media wants you to believe only in America you can make millions of dollars, which like that means everything. Millions of dollars does not mean everything, but you do need money if you want to help the environment. You do need money if you want to help your family. You do need money for various things. You do need money if you want a good-looking wife. Oh, yeah, you're going to need some money. You want a good-looking woman? You need some money. You need some shekels. You need to secure the, uh, the crock bag. 
You're going to need a lot of shekels. You're going to need some very shiny shekels for that. So you're going to need some type of, you're going to have to bring something to the table. And I have to give the Black Experience Japan praise and credit, like with IUIC. Um, I have to give you credit because you guys are, are what y'all doing with this with this YouTube channel and the podcast and Patreon is that you're you're expanding the minds of black people who feel like there's no way out that that only in America you got to you got to uh, deal with this foolishness. It's particularly the president we got right now who is who is uh, a loose cannon. You want to put it in that way, a loose cannon. And some people felt like, okay, you know what? I'm tired. I'm going to go somewhere else. And, of course, they struggled a little bit. But then eventually they felt their calling. They felt their goal. They felt their purpose in life. Because they was willing to adjust. And it, don't you notice when black people, I'm talking people, black people with a decent mind, when they go somewhere else, away from ignorance, away from systematic racism, systematic oppression, that they are empowered, that they feel more at home in another country than in America or Great Britain or whatever country of origin they came from. Don't you know there are more black Americans who end up moving to various countries, end up succeeding, end up doing well there, end up being more happier? And the other way around can be said, well, you got people from other countries that come to America, they end up doing well. They doing the good because they have a fresh, clean slate. Because they're given priority over traditional blacks. But if you take a traditional black out of the United States of America and move them in Japan somewhere, they seem to do better than where they at now. And you're going to have to have tough skin to go to another country because their culture is going to be different and they're going to look at you funny at first. They're going to look at you, you know, in a certain way. They're going to, you know, like, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that's going to happen. That is going to happen. It, it, it will happen. But I believe the Black Experience Japan has done a wonderful job has done a great job as far as uh, bringing forth information from people, not just themselves speaking, but from people who live there and can tell you if it's good, bad, or in between. Some of them had bad experience. Most of them had good experiences. Others love it. Others may say, it's okay. And, you know, one day, Hopefully, you know, and I'm, and I'm not trying to convince people to move out out the United States, but I feel that I'm at a point to where, um, you know, and I'm going to give it a few more years because I want to build up enough money to where I, I think personally it's just time to uh, move to different frontier. Um. Because it seems like in order to make it in life, 
you have to degrade yourself. I'm talking in, in this country, you have to degrade yourself to the lowest common denominator. You have to literally sell your soul to the to the to the false to the false father of understanding, which is Baphomet. You have to sell your soul to the devil. You have to uh, compromise your manhood, your womanhood, just to get a spot. Uh, you have to do things that you know, in your spirit, is not right that you have to do. I mean, the incarceration race is still climbing as we speak, even though the president is getting a lot of black people out of jail, which I'll give him credit for that. Um, and it's just a lot of factors to where it now feel 40, 50 years ago. It was a little bit more fable, even though we had the Klan, we had the Jim Crow, etc. But then at least we had unity. We had brotherhood. We had sisterhood. We had uh, people working together. We had people with skilled labor jobs. And we may not have a whole lot of money, but we collectively we had quite a bit as a collective group. Nowadays, it's like if you don't sell your body, you're not getting paid. If you don't rap about killing, shooting, robbing and raping, you're not getting paid. If you don't run out there and, and take that pig skin and run your ass to the other side of the field, you're not getting paid. Or take that pig skin ball and dunk and, and, and slam it in, in a uh, in a bucket, you're not getting paid. Or sing and dance and coon, you're not gonna get paid. Now everybody's on the podcasting trip, even though I've been on there for a while. But luckily they managed to have people who in larger cities that they network with in order to get to get it off the ground. And that's great. And I and I praise them for that. Um, but for those out there who do not have any networks, who do not have any connections, that have to go out to the big city and make themselves known, have to appeal to those people in those city, that's difficult. Trust me, it's difficult. Look, I've tried to promote my stuff in various places. Um, big cities. It's, I'm going to tell y'all, it's very fucking difficult. It is. There was time, there's times I wanted to quit. I literally wanted to just quit everything, forget about it, etc. But something in me tells me I cannot do it. I cannot afford to do it. I cannot afford to quit. I can't. I can't, I cannot do it. Cannot afford to quit. Even though there's many times I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit because I feel like there are some who are just total disgusting, total lowlifes are getting all the attention because that's the generation we live in. We live in the generation of shock and awe. And then I'm bringing out information i'm bringing out people i'm bringing out perspectives when when i do shows like this i don't get a lot of views but when i do shows about drama i get thousands tens of thousands of views and i'm like why isn't things like this i'm saying is getting numbers but when i bring up something about drama oh everybody wants to listen everybody wants to hear my perspective Everybody wants me to keep doing it, but nobody does not want to donate. Everybody wants me to do this, but nobody wants to donate. Nobody does not want to support. Nobody. 
This is self-made on nobody's dime. It would be nice if I had an investor. It would be nice. It'd be nice if I had at least ten to $15,000. But you know the only way I'm going to get ten dollars to $15,000? If I stick a gun in your fucking head and tell you give it up. And that's not me. I'm not a stick-up kid. Not or I'm a drug dealer. Because it's not in me to do that. Not telling you about the third one I am. And but again, I'm I'm digressing. I give the respect to the Melanie Files, the Black Experience Japan. Um, even though you got other YouTubers out there that may not want to point y'all out, or other celebrities that may not want to point you out, but they'll point out something stupid, something foolish. I'm gonna point y'all out because y'all doing a a, a a great service to the black community. You are. You are indeed doing a great service to the black community. And anybody else, I don't know if they may say that to you, but I'm going to say it. Because there's things y'all put out there I did not know. I did not know that existed. I did not know that these black people are doing it. Just like a sister that owned three businesses in South Korea. I did not know that. I'm thinking like, black people don't own stuff in South Korea. Just like this brother right here. I didn't know this guy runs a uh art animation studio and that like the what's that called some of these popular shows they did the artwork on i did not know that i did not know this that sister who's a voice actor i did not know she existed i did not know she was doing voice acting in japan in these top popular uh animation shows And it stinks to them, the Black Experience Japan, Ronzo, Janique, Janique, Ronzo, that y'all made it possible. Y'all made it possible to where you open up that huge door of opportunity for Blacks. That it ain't just this country that you can see, but you can see it in other countries without with half the racism, the half the systematic uh, bigotry. I know you're going to go through some problems, through some hills and stuff like that, but y'all opened up a door to where other blacks who are not buck dancing athletes, monkey shine coons running out there on stage playing a fool. People who have some level of intelligence and common sense that can make it. And I respect that to the nine. Because that gives hope to younger blacks. That gives hope to older blacks, middle-aged blacks, that feel like 
that they don't have a place in this country. They maybe can find a place in another country. No, 50, 60 years ago, blacks waved the American flag. Whites would try to take it, strip it away from them. 50 years now, if you don't stand for the flag, you get spit on. You know how that changed? You went from, we don't want you loving us, loving America, to you better love America. That is what you call schizophrenia. That is schizophrenia at its finest. That is schizophrenia. One on one. It is. But again, um, I think we got a problem that's around eight o'clock. I think around eight o'clock. They start getting ready for that. But again, I like to think the black experience, Japan, Janique, Ronzo, Ronzo, Janique. If y'all husband, wife, wife, husband. Y'all open a lot of black people's eyes into believing that there is something outside of their respective countries. And it's changing a number of people's hearts and minds in what y'all are doing. And don't think for one minute you're not making any change. You guys are making change. You guys are making significant change in this society. And I say keep up the good work and I hope it goes further. I hope it goes greater. I hope y'all get to newer heights, newer experiences. This is Jack Newtown. I hope y'all enjoyed this. And uh, email me. At two emails, jackradioshow number one at gmail.com. And then my new email address is jacknewtown12, J A C K N E W T O W N, 12, the number 12, at gmail.com. So you can email those with any questions, comments. I will soon will put this up. I'm trying to get this up on iTunes as soon as possible, but I also will get this up on. Um, Try to get this on Spotify and I will get this on Anchor ASAP.